0: K one oh seven, the big bird, the drab, Com- coming at you on the fives and tens.
1: <laughs> fives and tens, what does that mean?
0: This, you know, like uh, every five minutes, basically. Mm. Okay. I think that's actual radio jargon. Anyway, this is Bookstabber, Welcome to Bookstabber, the podcast where we talk about books, try to try to find books that we like. Uh, I'm Willow Payne.
1: And I am Gene Ambum, and together we make Library Comic, and we also make this podca- podcast, <laughs> obviously. Um, and today we're going to open with a spoiler. Willow, give our give our spoiler alert.
0: Uh, we are talking about a book called uh, Cosmology of Monsters by Sean Hamill. Uh uh, how do we? How do you give a spoiler warning without just saying that we are going to spoil the? We're going to
1: spoil. We're going to spoil this book. And, and I think I, like we were we just started to talk about how to even book talk this book, and we have a minor disagreement about uh, about book talks. I think I or, or and not about book talks, but about what a what a spoiler is. Because I told you before that a book talk shouldn't spoil the book, but right. you, but you should give a pitch for the book that um, that kind of lets you know if if you hear that pitch, if you're going to be interested in reading that book. On and I don't know how to talk about this book. Without giving what I know you will think as spoilers, which is the the boy at the center of it the narrator is a monster fucker at some point um,
0: yeah, I mean that's uh that's pretty important um n-
1: not that I could walk into a teenage classroom a classroom like at a high school and be like, this book is about a boy who fucks monsters and runs a haunted house. I think people would snatch it <laughs> out of my hands, but you can't say that, so
0: yeah, so I guess with that we'll just uh, dive right into it well now, well,
1: well you, is, is that a is that a is that a huge spoiler to you or is that I mean, I think that's something you have to know.
0: I I do think it's something you have to know because when it happened, it certainly upset the book for me in a in a major way. Right, right. right. <laughs> well,
1: I think you were upset at the at the monster mutual masturbation scene
0: well i okay this is not a this is not a sexual education podcast but uh i 12 to all, to all of our young listeners i'd like to point out that actually mutual masturbation is a form of sex and to pretend otherwise is silly
1: fair enough fair enough thank you i wasn't trying to i wasn't trying to uh bill clinton this whole thing at all or anything um <laughs> but yeah uh okay if i was going to pitch this book here's 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 what i would say where i would stop if i was going to give a a book talk for it i would say uh uh, cosmology of monsters is it it's narrated by a young boy who isn't alive for the first part of the book um it opens with his parents meeting his dad kind of haunts this bookstore where his mom works when she's in college his mom is engaged to somebody else but the dad kind of sweeps her off her feet and their second date actually takes place in a haunted house where it, things are very very strange uh, it's the late 60s uh, it seems very very dangerous and there is a wolf-like creature sighted at the end of the haunted house that then comes back later on and kind of starts haunting the family it seems to be more much more than something that was in the haunted house it seems to be part of some kind of Cthulhu-esque society of monsters that are haunting the family possibly taking them away and one of these becomes the boy in the family the third kid's friend and then more than a friend and that's where I would leave it <laughs> <laughs> is that okay is that fair so, enough
0: uh i mean yeah that is those are the sun that is the events of the book uh you know at least the first part of it um so I, is this where we just are going to unpack everything now is that is that the sufficient book talk for you
1: I, it's a sufficient book talk for me i mean I, yeah and and you picked this book how did you how did it come to your attention
0: it was completely random we had like two weeks after our last recording where uh gene was throwing all kinds of books at me but i just wasn't happy with anything that i saw and this was literally just a random recommendation from my uh from my libby app and i looked at it and i looked at it, and i read the description i thought well it's october we're we're doing this in october uh, uh you're i'm sure you're listening to it in like january or something or maybe a thousand years from now after the earth is melted into sludge but uh that's beside the point
1: after, after the wolf creatures have taken us all
0: right so you know i'm i love spooky i love horror i was in the mood for something spooky and i thought well okay this book looks spooky and it's come, comes comes well reviewed that's a, which is never a good sign they all come well reviewed i've i've learned this <laughs> that it's it's well it's a marketing trick every single book is well reviewed because they'll just make up good reviews for it. <laughs> no one they could they could make the most unpopular book in the world and it would still have four and a half stars on Goodreads. This is just the, the world we live in.
1: Well we could read something that's one star on Goodreads and, and uh and put the light of that. I, I think that's not true at all. But but I mean I mean generally yeah, you, you would give a book I mean I think the marketing people give books to people who they're pretty sure are going to enjoy them or say something about them. That's at least positive.
0: But yeah, I have a, I have a lot to say about this book. You know, I thought right up to the masturbation scene, I actually really liked it.
1: I think we have to, I think we have to kind of, kind of get there. Okay. (laughs) Like, 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 I mean, it's a novel in seven parts, which is, which is a weird structure to me. And it's, it's got real kind of plot. It's, it's got plot devices or, or, tropes that are similar to like an hp lovecraft book without well w- with, without having lovecraft's language the absurd language
0: well you know here's the thing um the author of this book is constantly making references to lovecraft in in so much as the character and the narrators are constantly saying gee right. this is like lovecraft However, as someone who's, and let's, let's get another thing out of the way, uh, H.P. Lovecraft, terrible person, don't like him, uh, I love, I love cosmic horror, and I love the idea of the Elder Gods, and all of the crazy stuff, I don't think he was, I don't think the man was a good writer, and he was definitely not a good person, um, that being said, the author is clearly talking about Lovecraft a lot, and clearly has a, a, an affinity for, for the author, the The actual material of this book bears almost no resemblance to anything that you might describe as Lovecraftian, however, it is one hundred and fifty percent stephen king
1: well- well, well wait is this, so so when the wolf creature... i mean th- there is a city, there is kind of a dark city yeah. with, a, with a tower et cetera that's that's the most lovecraftian thing. It's kind of a set is. that thats what we return to it over and over that- again.
0: I was going to say the same thing. I I'm, I'm I'm glad we agree on that actually.
1: And 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 that's kind of and the scratching at the window is a very Lovecraftian thing. And 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 well, and, and I don't know if the authors obsessed. I mean the author must be obsessed with Lovecraft, but the the characters certainly are.
0: Lovecraft did not invent the idea of scratching at the window.
1: No, 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 but I just mean I mean I mean that remind I I haven't read a lot of Lovecraft. I mean I've read more graphic novel t- graphic novel uh, interpretations of Lovecraft in recent years than I've ever read of Lovecraft uh, Lovecraft's work itself, but Uh, like that that, those things at least reminded me of of Mm -hmm. Lovecraft whereas the the creature didn't exactly and maybe it's a reference to something I haven't read I was going to ask you but it sounds like maybe it's not
0: no there's nothing particularly Lovecraftian about this monster except that it is there is sort of an ineffable quality to like it loses its sort of sense of personality and uh which, you know, I don't know how in what order you want to unpack these things, but uh, while we're on the topic, like, you know, you could make an argument, but in the grand scheme of things, no, it's not. It, it has a strange alien intelligence to it mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, and, and it is, there seem to be puppets of some greater thing that is never explained. And the fact that we are never explained the full situation is makes it more Lovecraftian, but not so much as to... If, if the author wasn't constantly bringing up, I would not make that comparison, right?
1: Right. I mean, I, I think I might make it slightly, but I wouldn't I wouldn't make it as overtly as I, as I would now either. I mean, there's some black tentacles and some weird spaces. Yeah, it, 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 it's, very, it, it's very strange. There's clearly another realm there beneath or alongside right. our own, and, and who knows what's going on.
0: Right. Well, the very beginning of the book, uh, we follow uh, Margaret, who is working in this bookstore in college. And the bookstore is, uh, you know, has Lovecraft books on the shelf. And this is how we meet uh, her future husband, who is, you know, reading them and is really obsessed with, with horror. And he's also, you know, talks about how he has a, a collection including Stephen King and, uh, you know, Peter Straub and all of these names that are, you know, well known to anyone who has been reading <laughs>
1: Right. Well, he's he's always re- he's always reading the book stories He's very poor. He's kind of mousy, for lack of a better word. Um, she's engaged to a guy named Pierce, who's like safer, kind of a better bet in terms of marriage. And uh, she still goes on dates with Harry. I
0: don't be- remember my my memory was that they didn't get engaged. That like she, well, I think.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Well, they were moving. Well, they were moving toward it, and then she makes a move right. on him, a sexual move on him, and he freaks out.
0: Pierce. Pierce. Yeah, recoils at that at first, and then. It has what is a genuinely creepy moment where he's like, God must want us to be together, therefore I will do this. And she's like, no, okay, this is bad. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm I'm out of here. This guy's a Jesus freak. Uh... And so, but yeah, the, uh, the, the guy we meet, Harry Turner is clearly huge into H.P. Lovecraft and has, uh, uh, some hero worship, which, uh, for those of you who out there who don't know, that is also a huge red flag. (laughs) It's, it's on par with being a Jesus freak, um, in terms of red flags.
1: You you, you mean worshiping H.P. Lovecraft?
0: Yes. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, it's okay to like Jesus. It's okay to be a Christian. Uh, it's not okay to think that God is talking to you, and it's not okay to think that H.P. Lovecraft is the greatest author of the 20th century.
1: These are... <laughs> what if all of those things are true, Willa?
0: Um, well, that would be a, a horror story indeed. <laughs> I wonder if that's the next season of American Horror Story, actually. It's just called uh, Terrible Idols.
1: Did, did, did you like their second date when they go to the, um, to the haunted house, the spooky house, whatever it's called?
0: Yeah, I, I like the haunted house scene a lot because it does a good job of what, what I think good horror ought to do, which is playing with your expectations. There's a great scene in it where, um, like, like everyone in this group of people, they're, you know, this is, they're, they're young, they're in Texas, uh, the year is like late sixties, early seventies, I think, right? I
1: think it's 69 is what I put it at.
0: Okay. Um but you know it's a conservative community and and so everyone goes to this haunted house knowing that it's going to be scary but they don't know in what way it's going to be scary so like there's a scene where you know, they're in a bedroom and the their sort of tour guide has left them and they, they don't know what's going on. But there's like a pillow uh that says, like, don't look on it or something. And so one of them like moves it and they're all ready for something horrible to happen. And there's just like a crude drawing of Dracula.
1: Right, right. Well, it, it's it's under a it's under a sheet. It looks like it's an accident victim. but It's not. It's just a dumb pillow with a drawing.
0: Right, right. Which I which I love the the, the idea of that because it's it's at one hand they're like, Well what is this? Like that's their actual reaction to it, is this is stupid, but at the same time it's it's actually unnerving them, right?
1: Right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> like it's succeeding at the thing it's doing by not like had it been, you know, a mannequin made to look like a bloody corpse, you'd be like, Oh, okay, well, I was expecting something to that effect. Right, right, right. So I, I, I also found this book, I, I, I'm I in love with the idea, but it's so unrealistic to the point of being a turnoff that, like, you know, so our family here, when uh, Harry and Margaret get married, I'm, I'm sorry, was that too much?
1: No, 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 hold, hold up for a second, because, like, like, the thing that I like about this is I, I like that that first chapter is really good to me. Like, it, it reads like a short story. Like, they kind of they try to escape the haunted house they can't escape it feels very very unsafe because they can't escape and then there's the the sighting of the wolf creature which i had almost forgotten about and then and then they go down a slide and harry kind of lands on her and it just kind of it kind of brings the whole thing together and she says my mother's going to hate you and we just we just know that like she's made her decision. It, it's nice. It wraps up really nicely. Like if that was a short story, I'd be like, okay. Like like that was a little weird, the wolf creature, but but it's fine. But then it flips into that thing that ends so many of the the chapters. One of the Turner sequences about one of the characters. And the first yeah. the first one is about Margaret. And did you listen to this or did you read it?
0: I listened to this as an audiobook.
1: So so in the in the book, it's actually a different font and it's formatted differently. Uh-huh. So, so in the ebook I was reading, it looks more like type than not, like, like a typewriter type font. Right. Um. And and the Turner sequence is like it's like this nightmarish vision of the first part of their marriage. And she has like this this weird vision of like having all these kids and it just being nightmarish. She's pregnant. Uh, and I think there's a bunch of babies around and they kind of start crawling all over Harry and kind of eating his face at one point. It's it's really strange. And you're like, What what the hell was that? I don't know. And then it just pops forward thirteen. And they're right. married. They're married with two kids, and it's clear and that, that the, the narrator is like is not even born yet.
0: Right. Well, that's not even the first, that one is called the Turner sequence one, but there's, it's not even the first sort of weird dream sequence thing that we have where, because earlier in the novel, uh, she falls asleep at a drive-in movie theater and then imagines her date, you know, his head exploding and crawling out. And and that's
1: after she she read Lovecraft that Harry loaned her, I think.
0: Correct. Yes. Even though that's supposed to be a, a Lovecraft reference, like it doesn't play like one in the scene. Like, which I think is, it's not a put down by any means, but it, I do find it interesting.
1: I mean, I mean, I i, I think it worked for me to that, to, to about this point. And then... yeah,
0: I, well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I actually really like this part of the book. I, like I said, I'm really up, to, I'm really with the book up to the monster fucking point.
1: <laughs> okay
0: because that it comes out of the mood. But all right we're continuing with the plot here so well,
1: well I, I i was just curious if, if you had that same feeling about the opening chapter i was like wow like if that was a story i would just be like so happy with story y- y- you know like i would i would have just enjoyed that story yeah and i wonder if that's how it was born somehow well i mean sean Sh- Sh- ha- sean hamill like like uh, has an mfa from the iowa writers work i always associate short stories with iowa uh maybe that's wrong but...
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah authors Never write short stories unless they're from Iowa.
1: Well, unless they studied in Iowa. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it just seems like it, Iowa Writers Workshop folks seem to do a lot of literary stories. And I just thought, oh, this would work pretty well.
0: <laughs> I don't think H.P. Lovecraft was from Iowa, but he, that man wrote a lot of short stories.
1: Well, no, no, but not literary short stories? I don't... Anyway. Well, okay. So, so, so now we go. On. You, you can go in any any order you want. They have they have two kids, and soon a third one is born by by part three, I guess.
0: Right. So, uh... If we're just describing the plot, you know, the next big upset is that um, Harry starts to act kind of crazy and it's revealed that he is dying of an inoperable brain tumor uh, after they have two daughters and with the third baby on the way. And this is upsetting and Harry's decided that, you know, he doesn't have that long to live. So he's going to devote what time he has to building a haunted house for Halloween, which makes (laughs) us the which is fine you know it was i i wasn't bored it was interesting but to to flash forward a, a a little bit ahead is the the problem is that so much of this book is contingent on the premise of haunted houses, and their popularity, and their success, and, like, there are so many haunted houses in this book that, like, they meet on, the you know, these two meet on a haunted house, they build a haunted house together, after Harry dies, another haunted house gets built and is, like, their main source of income for, like, 20 years, it seems like, and then, like, the competing church makes a Christian haunted house, and then later you know in the distant distant future like other people build the success rebuild the successful haunted house there's a lot going on you know the idea that in in texas that you could just (laughs) that you could just live off of that good good haunted house money for so long seems it's look i get it i love halloween i love (laughs) the spooky season I, I want to live in a haunted house unironically
1: well the, the, the family the family also lives on a memorabilia store after dad dies. I mean this is this is a completely unrealistic book.
0: Yeah, no, there's a lot of wish fulfillment going on here, which isn't terrible no,
1: it's but fine. it
0: but with everything else going on, you there is a point which you're like. Come on, dude. Even Stephen King would be like, "Someone in this family needs to be a mechanic, for Christ's sake." Somebody, somebody in this story has to be a nurse, or
1: I mean, I mean, there, there is there is like a yeah. There's a sense of there's a sense of unreality to it at this point. Like like he's just going through the family's money, and he's obsessed with this. And there's kind of that cosmic level horror thing, which I don't I don't think makes it like a Stephen King story at all. Um, Stephen King stories seem very rooted in the now. There's something that goes wrong, and then it it's just like action 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 but maybe i haven't read enough stephen king stories lately well
0: lots of stephen king stories are about co- like it is about a cosmic horror it's about an alien mm-hmm. monster that terrorizes children for psychic pleasure like i don't think th- if that isn't cosmic horror i don't know what is but i mean I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm used to a book like the cell where somebody gets a phone call and everybody around them goes insane and then starts eating each other you, you know that, that that feels more like the king books i've read that just may be self select but Well,
0: so part of the reason that I think this is like Stephen King is because I I would say that a lot of this book is rooted that the idea of like, all right, this is taking place in conservative Texas. It's kind of a period piece. These characters, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. we spend a lot of time with them just kind of living their lives. And uh, the, the, the most Stephen King thing about it is that, like, our characters come to us full of deep flaws like like Stephen King is you know anyone can write a story about a muck monster coming from the swamp and eating people but in a Stephen King story he will write about the muck monster coming from the swamp and also a husband beats his wife like <laughs> and and we're going to spend as much time on the husband beating his wife as the muck monster and these things are going to you know play off of each other in kind of a literary way right I will, have to, I will the, have to
1: take your word for that
0: I, I would say that is sort of the the Stephen King gambit which is not a bad gambit you know mm-hmm. clearly it worked very well for him for his entire life no I, he's, uh, he's a great
1: writer and i and i and i, I want to say i think I, I mean i appreciate the the comparison to king here because i think on a on a sentence level and on a scene to scene level this book is really well written yeah. Like like the, the writing style doesn't get in the way at all. It just it flows. Like I'm really impressed with Hamill's writing on, on that level and, and overall for the book as well. But the, the building, it didn't it didn't build a lot in this in this chapter for me because the dad seems to be going crazy and he keeps saying things like it's seen me, it's seen us, it has our scent. I, I don't understand. Is, is this just is he is he crazy or is, is this really true? And then there's that scene, the Turner sequence at the end of this is like it's about Sydney, who is the older daughter. She seems to go to this weird city that we haven't seen before first time we see the city and she's on stage which comes in later on um it's it's very i don't know it, it just it didn't it didn't build much for me for this this part the second part of the book
0: well, the the time jumps in this book are also very strange because we we jump from the the dad having an operal brain tumor to like six years later, where our narrator is now Noah Turner, the the third child of this family, the youngest. Uh so he's a little kid, and Sydney is like what eighteen now or so?
1: Sydney Sydney's uh, sixteen at that point. Okay,
0: and like I said, so you know, there's a lot of I, this is not an insult. I, I I I think the comparison to Stephen King is is much better in basically every way than the comparison to a lovecraft so i feel like sean hamill should uh should want to
1: yes yeah okay. to
0: talk about stephen king in his book more and you know so a lot of things happen uh we discover through noah's eyes that sydney the 16 year old girl is uh sleeping with her high school english teacher uh and who is you know clearly not a good guy
1: English teacher, drama teacher? Maybe he does both? Uh,
0: well, right, I guess he runs the drama program. I, I, he might also teach an English class. I don't know if it's ever made explicit.
1: But he, he partners with the family on The Haunted House that year. They bring it back and start making money for the school and for the family. Right,
0: yeah. well, and it's I think it's very strongly implied that the reason he wants this family to work on The Haunted House... He, he makes a big deal of, like, oh, The Haunted House y'all did six years ago was such a, was such a crazy, cool thing that we've got to do it again. It's going to be a huge money thing, and we've got, you know, the high school wood shop can help out uh but it's it's almost certainly all just a front to sleep with this underage girl that he has a that he has authority over
1: i would say that too but but he's not wrong about the money making thing and so so that casts a weird sense of of like oh he wasn't lying over over the whole thing like like i wish it wasn't a success because then we would just see him as totally creepy and on the make for the daughter
0: i do see him
1: as totally he's he's creepy and pathetic but you
0: can be right about making money and be <laughs>
1: no yeah no no, no 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 fair enough but, but I, i'm just saying the combination in the in the story kind of confuses his first starting though this is this is i think importantly the first chapter when uh noah sees the creature outside of his window
0: right this is so we've seen this creature in in small like it could be just a hallucination sort of thing but this is the this keeps happening to noah and so now we're like okay this must be real because it seems unlikely that this six-year-old boy would imagine something so uh, over and over again that is so highly detailed and oddly specific right so let's let's talk about this creature for a minute because from the description from the description it basically sounds like a a werewolf in a cloak
1: a a dirty a werewolf in a dirty cloak yeah yeah and and it seems it seems seems to float and it has orange eyes
0: right Uh, it's not a it's not a werewolf in a cleanly pressed
1: and it's supposed uh, to be it's supposed to be seven feet tall i didn't catch that right like so the kid doesn't scream he's just like oh it's outside my window okay
0: that's one of those things that that I feel like any any author or any film writer, screenwriter, there's always this weird double standard on, like, children, where some people seem to be of the opinion that, well, you know, children don't know to be afraid of things because they haven't had reason to be afraid of things. But it's like, I don't know, do you remember being a child and just, like, oh, screaming terif- at Bambi? Ter-
1: terrified of the dark, yeah. I mean, I mean some early uh, Argonauts movie just freaked me out because the skeletons were walking around. Right. You, you know, it, yeah.
0: Now I do think there's a there's a, a story to be told that is not inaccurate about like children are scared of the wrong things right the... right right
1: right well I mean I, but but I mean I think it tries to like like the creature brings him a gift brings him a Batman toy um and then they right, kind of they, they, they stolen kinda, it's oh, right it's, it's stolen from Ransom's house um, right
0: Ransom being the uh, the drama teacher the drama teacher uh,
1: and then there's a weird scene where they they kind of sketch together the creature and Noah <laughs> with chalk <laughs> like the, they sketch the city. It's just like okay, I don't know what's happening. Right. Well, so
0: this is the thing. So this monster comes back basically every night and tries to get inside this kid's room, and uh, and and Noah doesn't let this monster in. It keeps asking to. It keeps writing out with chalk if it can come inside.
1: But it keeps calling uh, it my, my friend at that point.
0: Right. Well, yeah, and it seems, it, it doesn't seem malevolent at this point. It, it never does anything that's actually bad to Noah or anyone else that we see. Right, right. But um, what was the, what is the point? Because I forget now. Th- because at some point there's a there's an event that finally causes Noah to let the creature inside. I think maybe it's after he sees his sit- sister screwing the, the teacher. I
1: think that's it too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but that sounds right. I don't have that much but um this is also the chapter where uh, like we find out it it becomes obvious that eunice the younger sister the middle sister is gay um correct some of her interactions and she's she's also a writer and um the the haunted house is called the wandering dark i can't remember oh the turner sequence is about eunice at at the end of this chapter and it's about eunice writing in the in Mm -hmm. in the city like at a desk and then and then it, it cuts and it jumps forward again I don't remember how far this time. Probably like another six years. And 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 when you come when you come to at the end of that, like it's clear that Sydney has disappeared. That probably was part of the Turner sequence. Sydney's gone. She's never been found. She's missing. She's been missing for years. And Noah is now sleeping with the creature, like curled up in a ball, apparently cuddling it. And it it, it opens with this weird sequence with the creature taking him out to fly and kind of teaching him to fly for himself.
0: Right. This is a certainly a what the fuck kind of moment where it's like, <laughs> yes. okay, so this this werewolf just full on flies like Superman. <laughs> Yes. and and also can make other people fly <laughs> with like
1: you're like I, well i still thought he was hallucinating at this point i was like what what the fuck is going on i, I don't understand right. what's happening i thought maybe the wolf was like a brain tumor i'm, st- I'm still thinking it at this point um right spoiler it's he, it's not it's not a hallucination like it's it's weird like what a weird chapter like eunice has a love affair with a girl who's a punk but a conservative christian and then your favorite scene in the book like after Noah after Noah flies
0: well okay one thing i would like to talk about the Eunice subplot because that is also a very stephen king thing is the this character is is gay she's lesbian she's one of our you know primary characters and like she there is another girl and they have a relationship but then that girl rejects her because she's overtly christian Mm -hmm. like everything about that and this isn't a bad thing but everything about that is extremely stephen king
1: I will take your word. I cannot refute that or or comment on it.
0: So anyway, I don't remember why it happens, but as soon as it as soon as it happened, I was amazed. Like, oh god damn it, because we. <laughs> We're but, described at this point noah turner is 16 right yeah
1: there's a, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this chapter like like uh he, he I, I think it's after he flies he comes back and he's just got a heart on and the creature goes right the creature walks him over to his desk and just just goes the creature like takes his hand and puts it on his junk and you're like oh this is uh okay I
0: think that, yeah we we learn this because the author describes it as uh tumescence in his pants and I, as soon as i read that i was just like god damn it but th- why does this keep happening like it's like being flashed in a book it's like you're it's reading this book you're enjoy- I was. I really was enjoying this book up to this point. I because th- I was into the mystery of it. I was curious what was happening. I, was, I thought these characters were interesting. Right. It wasn't the best book I'd ever read, but it was good enough. And then this happened. I was like, Oh no! What? Why are we? De- why are we reading this? And then. Well, there's so. The, and the. And <laughs> And then there's this jerk-off, and then I'm just like, Well, he, oh, jer- he jerks himself okay. off, to,
1: to, be, to be fair.
0: Yeah, but the, no, but the monster's involved, and and at that point I was like, oh man, this was actually going to be the best Stephen King book I'd ever read, and now it's another Stephen King book, because you <laughs> definitely can't have a Stephen King book without some fucking weird sexual encounter that definitely shouldn't be there.
1: <laughs> Is that true?
0: Yes. Absolutely. Again, I'll take
1: your word for it. I don't know.
0: Oh my God. No, this should not have happened. I don't like any part of this.
1: I mean, I think, the, I think the nice part of this is he, like Noah, is more involved with the haunted house. It's still an ongoing concern every year. His mom's running the memorabilia and comic store and, and, and Noah wants to be the creature. So he designs a costume to look like the wolf creature. And he's basically stealing people, like planted people out of the groups in the haunted house. And his mom kind of freaks out when she sees the, the sketch of the creature, right?
0: I, I I don't I don't want to dwell on this too much, but I just want to be like, okay, Gene, you were a sixteen-year-old boy once. <laughs> I was. Would you let a goddamn seven-foot-tall werewolf be any part of your <laughs> of your nightly ritual? I think I would not. Like, I, what?
1: I, I think I would not have let those talons near my junk. Know.
0: Yeah, that seems like a bridge too far, if you will. Well,
1: it, yeah, but 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 Noah is interested in Donna. um He doesn't seem to care very much after they break up, though. And but the creature is super jealous of Donna, this girl that he's involved with. That was involved with really briefly. Like the, I think the weirdest scene. One of the weirdest scenes is when Noah goes out for a drive and uh, he gets into a car accident. Um, there's, there's a couple of kids missing in town, and he, he hits he hits this van and kind of in his stupor after the accident, in the back of the van, he sees this garbage bag with the kids' bodies kind of spilling out of it. His friend, my friend, is what he always calls the creature, comes down and saves him as the as the guy lunges for him with a knife. The guy, the driver, of the other van, to kind of so he doesn't expose him as the as the murderer, the kidnapper of these kids, and maybe the kidnapper of his sister Sid. Sydney as well, and in that in that fight, another wolf creature comes down suddenly. That seems to be on the the evil serial killer guy's side, and um, th- there's a fight between the wolf creatures, and Noah's kind of involved and maimed by it. It's very odd. And then after that fight, the wolf creature flies him away to w- to where Willow.
0: I I didn't realize this, uh, but yeah, Noah loses an eye in this encounter. Right, right, right. Uh, and then and then we fly to secret underground lair.
1: I think of it as the love shack.
0: Well, it's like it, it is a, a building. It is like a house, right?
1: I think it's I think it's a shack. It's shacky. It's in a forest. It's in the but it's in a forest. that's part of the dark city environment instead of our world. It was
0: it was very hard for me to picture, honestly. And so, okay, so yeah, we're in some weird ramshackle place that it has walls. It's made of wood of some kind, and it's kind of a dingy monster lair that you know. <laughs> it's, and, it's where uh, a seven foot tall werewolf would live. So the seven foot tall werewolf makes like nasty dirt tea and forces our 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 protagonists. (laughs) the narrator to drink it because it's supposed to heal him and then she turns into like a beautiful naked redhead and they screw
1: right and and she gives him a stone that says and she says come back here anytime you want and climb into my bed and he does yeah
0: (laughs) right a lot this becomes a regular part and i'm like okay well and at this point at this
1: point i'm like this is a perfect teen movie because now it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's like fuck fuck the monster anytime you want okay i'm just i
0: don't know what teen movies you're talking about
1: (laughs) well i don't know either but i I, i'm just like okay this is red Sonia. she's got red hair she's very pale she's like seven feet tall you know (laughs) like i don't know what's i don't know uh,
0: classic classic men writing women language of you know how curvaceous and buxom she is right right And, and all she wears is her ratty cloak
1: yes yes yes
0: every every boy's dream so
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and so i I, like i I don't want to say the book totally lost me here but it was just a weird read from here on end i was like i don't know what's happening anymore is this still is this real is it not real he's drinking dirt tea you know he's (laughs) He's, he's found the serial killer, but then you go back to the next part of the book, part five, and it's clear that he he did actually get into a car accident with a serial killer, and he did actually lose an eye, and he is he does right. seem to be going off. and
0: Well, and other people are constantly pointing out the holes in his story that only get explained by virtue of the fact that he is capable of literal flight, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he is actually a superhero at this point.
1: Like, he arrives places he couldn't possibly get to, and...
0: Right. His only superpowers are one flight and having a weird monster girlfriend. Right. Who who must be, you know, much too old for him by virtue of the fact that uh she was living in his bedroom when he was six years old. Like this there's so many things wrong with this.
1: Well, I I, I, I think I think if the story had ended somewhere around here, it would have been so much better for me. I didn't like how explainy everything gets from here. I didn't mind it being some crazy teenage boy banging this wolf thing (laughs) that turns into a beautiful lady like like, i did (laughs) well i mean i mean i was like but i was like okay i'm I'm surprised by this but like like uh let's wrap it up but i don't really need an explanation let's just see where the plot goes like how's he gonna how's he gonna grow as a result of right like as as a character and then and then it doesn't it doesn't go i just wasn't on board emotionally for any of this in a way I, i wasn't rooting for anybody i didn't care the writing was great and i i admire any book that's that's finished, and I can see that this book would have readers that I could I could recommend it to. But for me, I um, l- like even talking about the rest of it doesn't make much sense because it's just there's a level of explainingness that starts from this point on that right. is not it, it's incomplete, but it's 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 entirely too much for me because I think that it like just being this weird cosmic horror setting, I, I didn't need very much explanation. Okay, there's a wolf creature. If it's real, make it clear that it's real. Make him pay some price. Make him change a bit, but he doesn't change to me much at all and maybe i missed something i don't know
0: well i think for me reading it it was pretty obvious by when noah was six years old that the monster was real because he did fly to the haunted house with the monster see that his sister was sleeping with the teacher Mm -hmm. his sister saw him acknowledged that he was there that he could not have been there as a six-year-old you know without having magically flown there like he doesn't have a car he can't he can't go places at midnight as a child right so like by that point it was obvious to me like no the monster. monster does have to be real so i didn't have that burden Mm. but but i agree with you largely that like part of the problem is that so everything we had described up to this point was literally the first half of the book and the second half of the book is not a lot of stuff it's basically about how you know eventually noah uh spurns this monster his sister becomes depressed and tries to kill herself right noah gets married Uh, has some kids right Right, Noah gets married to this one girl that you know. Well, do they have? No, they never have children. Oh, they don't have
1: kids. No, never. Mind. No, um, they don't have children. Oh no, Eunice then- has kids.
0: Right, Eunice gets married to a guy that, which you know, is already a bad problem because she's gay. Oh, and I
1: have to, I have to say, I love the de- his name's Hubert, and I love the description of him. the book it is so good it's it compares him to a um like one of those he looks like someone's pushed him through one of those machines that makes the flattened pennies that have an image stamped on it but it looks like the image hasn't quite taken it was perfect (laughs) he's just like he's just like this watery nobody basically that she marries to, to kind of try to move forward and avoid who she is
0: we basically time jump forward a couple times and Noah leads a very uninteresting life and it all kind of comes to a climax when both Eunice and his mother go missing and he confronts the creature once again who he uh had, you know when he was 16 he had named her uh Leanne and she which I guess is a an Irish or Scottish folklore creature of some sort or uh, not a creature but it's a it's a story I don't know it he confronts he confronts his former lover he comes clean to his wife that like he spent a good portion of his life screwing a, a monster that has haunted both of them right hey
1: here, here's my secret honey i haven't told you
0: <laughs> by the way <laughs> And the the resolution is that they he goes into the the dark dimension that is never really well described, and we find all of the members of his family except for his father's deceased. We find we find his mother and his two sisters, and I feel like there was a third person, but maybe I'm imagining.
1: No, no, no. I think I think that's it. And and um, yeah, and you even, even get leannon's backstory, the creature's backstory, in this weird silent film.
0: I mean, not really. the the back The backstory is that she was a person in at some point in prehistory at some point you know before electricity was discovered
1: yeah but who 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 cares who cares like like i don't i don't need to know that like like i was like why am i reading this at all and then like
0: well the the description of how... So all of these wolf people were human once, and we learned this earlier because we see a, a scene where...
1: It's in part five. So we and
0: the, so the description of this I do think is pretty stupid, that, like, you get strapped down to a chair. It's kind of like a, a barbershop chair mm-hmm. almost, and then, like, they just pump you like you are inflated like a balloon and then you explode and then you sprout hair and a fucking werewolf and it's like what like this is a bad bugs bunny cartoon there's, well there's like, some
1: weird kind of tentacles black tentacles there and it's it's a whole mood thing right i think it's supposed to be more horrific than it seemed at that point because you're like because because you are going like what the fuck what the fuck is happening um well
0: i eh, i i i looked at that and i was like well, okay. First of all, let's let's just put all the cards on the table. One, turning into a big flying wolf who can also the fact that you can revert to look like your normal self anytime you want. That's the that's the biggest what the hell. Well,
1: but, well, but they can't. Well, only Liannon can. And Leanna thinks that it's only because of Noah, because of her love for Noah, right? Liannon's not supposed to have that feeling. Liannon has come back to, like Liannon, Noah's friend, the wolf, has come back to, to herself, to itself, uh, somehow, because of her feelings for Noah. So she's not torturing him like the other wolf creatures are. She is. Which
0: makes it all the stranger that this experience started happening when this boy was six years old.
1: Absolutely weird. Absolutely strange. Yeah. Does
0: not does not make me feel good does not make me happy about anything
1: well, going I mean, on here it, what makes it weirder to me is like at the end the big thing is like he, he frees his family brings them back from the city and then sacrifices himself and a few other people uh to the to the to the wolf gods or whatever, and to the city, and then and then agrees to become a wolf himself in exchange for all that. And he's hopeful that he's gonna he's gonna not lose himself, that he'll be able to like Liana and come back to himself, be the person he remembers. And it's like, well, that's not much of a sacrifice, dude. You screwed up, like you. <laughs>
0: right now well not only is it not much of a sacrifice but like it's pretty clear from the description that like oh the happiest i ever was when i was screwing this wolf when i was sixteen. right
1: right it doesn't get any better than that it doesn't get any better than <laughs>
0: so like like oh oh geez i get to what a terrible sacrifice i have to leave my wife that i don't really care about that we don't have a lot going on with and basically we're with together because i was was on the rocks with my werewolf girlfriend
1: right and then there's and there's a weird thing with like with like one of his nieces where the niece can see him and Leannon, even though they're supposed to be invisible, oh, yeah. like kinda of well, right, which...
0: Well, which is basically the relationship that he at six years old had with Leannan, which now that I'm thinking about it, hadn't put this together. But oh, no, that's really gross, too, because now what does that mean for the future? If if you see these children and then grow up and then like wait until they're
1: no, no, teenagers. I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it had a sexual meaning because Leannan even said or there was something obvious that Leannan was surprised that Noah could see her slash it when um, the wolf didn't want to be seen. Like like normally they're invisible, but apparently some people can see them.
0: I know, but you, you just have to think about the reality of the situation, though, which is that, in her own words, like she slept under his bed for ten years, and then after that point was like, "Hey, dude, want some want some help in the, <laughs> in the <picture. laughs> like?" And and then you know. <sighs> like you know you started this up be like yeah there's books about monster fucking part of me was like well it's about other things but now that i'm thinking about it, like no it really is actually just about as much as i want to like the first half it is pretty much ruined by all few fut- all further events
1: yeah 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 is the moral of the story just yeah just just don't 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 resist fuck the monster
0: right yeah that's not and which you know once again this is not a not that not that at this point i think uh our author is inviting more lovecraft comparisons also not very lovecraftian like yeah yeah <laughs> no nor, nor is it just a thing that should i don't know i don't know what he, I, I maybe the goal was like well yeah of course i did it because that's clearly you're disturbed by it clearly it, it scared you because you didn't want to think about a guy jerking off with a werewolf i'm just like okay well
1: I yeah I, I don't know I don't, I don't know where to land other than to, than to say I wasn't like it's great writing but I wasn't emotionally engaged and I I couldn't I couldn't really diagnose why. Um, At,
0: I, well and pun unintended it's very much a shaggy dog story but, like
1: <laughs> the the
0: story no the the story uh, willow willow up willow in this willow, willow
1: that is so bad. <laughs>
0: The story builds itself up on this mystery, and then the reveal is that, yeah, there's a bunch of wolf people, and they want to make more wolf people, but they don't really do much, and they're immortal, and have very little downside. I don't know. It just... Everything just kind of shrugs at the end. Well, well, I, th-
1: I, think, I think part of the shrug is that you're not even sure what the wolf creatures actually do to torture people, and... and make them awful like you can see that with a serial killer maybe the wolf creature was responsible for that guy becoming a serial killer of children but it's never that's never really touched on so well that's the thing
0: so it doesn't make any sense that the the whole turner family like eunice is kidnapped and is like put in front of a typewriter and she's wrapped up in some of her bad memories and sydney is like doing ballet which is i guess bad for her (laughs) in the the name of city yeah well like they sort of described as if they're like frozen in these little diorama scenes but but why why would why would a any ineffable super monster race care to do that like mm-hmm. that's a bad that's a bad thing for them to want to do it's a poor use of their mental resources as like who cares
1: maybe that's maybe that's the thing maybe maybe the whole book is just like well cosmic horror is kind of it's kind of dumb in the way it operates <laughs> like like who really cares about human suffering aren't humans going to just suffer enough on their own Like well
0: but that's see this is a huge thing though i think that a lot of people get not th- this is not a defense of Lovecraft but I think a lot of people completely misinterpret it because because horror comes from this place that like there's so much popular horror that is what if there was a guy outside your window with a knife and you're like oh yeah I wouldn't want to die that's true right where and and a lot of people are like you know Cthulhu's scary because he's a big monster who's gonna eat you like Godzilla and it's like that's not what makes that that wasn't the original concept of what Cthulhu is if you like that that's fine that makes a good monster movie the thing that makes Cthulhu scary is that all, everything you have ever known and everyone you've ever loved is completely insignificant in the larger scheme that Cthulhu is the only creature on this planet who is like really even a person right that like mm. he, he will outlive all of us and he comes from an even greater species that is so much bigger and more powerful and eternal and like we, we, we die when he wakes up like that is part of the story is that he's he, one day he's gonna wake up it's going to cause a psychic wave that will kill all of humanity. and Not because he wants to, but because that's a side effect of him waking up. Because if you step on a bunch of ants, you didn't mean to kill all the ants. They just happened to be there.
1: Mm. So, so 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 the Lovecraft books are more about your insignificance just just driving you crazy. You get a sense of it.
0: Yeah. That it is that the world is more cruel and bizarre than ev- everything that makes you you, your entire identity, the, your love for your children, the special memories you have are dumb. They're dumb. They're pointless, and and your life is effectively over.
1: Maybe this is a, a comedy because the the cosmic horror created a teenage werewolf fuckfest.
0: Yeah, no, it sounds a lot more when you when when we talk about it loud. It sounds a lot more like an MTV show than it does uh, a horror novel. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think I think there's I think there's a, a movie version of this that's like a, a bad VHS that's that's shot just I don't think that was what the author intended. You know, I think I think there's no. some I think there's some kind of horror that people reading this book must experience the horror of their family being taken and and um, of some sense of it being their fault like like the author's fault, the narrator's fault, um, not the author's fault, but but the 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 narrator the author creates a sense that it's the narrator's fault that his family's been taken. Because of his involvement with this wolf creature, and then he's willing to sacrifice himself to bring back his family, which must seem very noble, right? I mean, I think that's—I think that's probably the read a lot of people, but I'm not sure.
0: I have no idea I don't know I don't know what your average reader is supposed to get out of this like as as someone who enjoys horror I even like bad horror because you know it's just different and interesting someone who likes that stuff I was into you know the dream sequence stuff at the beginning where it's like ah these babies are gonna eat you and I was into the the sort of weird disjointed lives of these people yeah it felt felt like that um, it's not that their wives their lives didn't stop being weird and disjointed it's that we got enough of the pictures to realize that there wasn't a, there wasn't enough picture
1: hmm. see I, I think i think i think other people would supply enough of the emotional resonance for themselves for this to really work for them you Maybe. know what i mean I, like i see people read books that i don't get sometimes where they tell me how much the book meant to them and i i, I can see that being the case here but i don't know it, it didn't didn't quite work so should we leave it there yeah okay awesome um i don't think we know what we don't i don't think we know what our next book is yet so it, it shall be a mystery
0: that's right i'm being very difficult i'm being very choosy uh i would <laughs> i did kind of want to mention because you told me so, because we're not reading it but one of the books that i i've been on a, a hold for like six weeks trying to get a copy of um three parts dead by max gladstone and i wanted i wanted to let everyone know that i made it like 20 minutes into this book and thought oh my god i can't read this <laughs> this is so bad
1: i'm still gonna read that book at some point i, I expect to. i i expect to enjoy it
0: well so did this come recommended to you because when you told me about it it sounded like something you were you were really gung-ho about
1: uh, a friend of mine a friend of mine really really likes that book
0: i found it immediately insane in all of the, the dumbest ways
1: somebody i trust really told me that that she really enjoyed that book i i will i will read it it is, it is on it's my a- list
0: it's a fantasy world where they want you to know that slacks exist. Uh, that was very important to the to the author, and uh, also gods are constantly dying or something. It, it was it was nonsense.
1: I'm, I'm starting I'm starting to dread the uh, we've chosen a book and you've gotten it before me, <laughs> and then uh, this has probably happened five times since we've been doing these these podcast episodes, and I suddenly get the email from you like or a text like I can't read this. I can't do it. I just can't do it. We have to pick something else. <laughs>
0: Well, look, this, you know, this started with the premise that I, I have a hard time finding books that I enjoy. And, you know, you do, you, you that do. Is, I, 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 it's I, true.
1: Well, I, I think that I think that um, part of the thing for me that this is that just making these episodes with you is doing is that like, it's taking a lot of my what, what, I, what I would call my prose reading time away from me. And so I'm starting to have less and less patience with books that I don't absolutely love, which is both good and bad. So I'm starting a lot of books that have been in my to-read pile for a long time, just personally for me, and that uh, I just find I can't continue with because they're not resonating to the level to which I need them to. Because I don't have as much time. So I guess that's good, <laughs> but huh? But um, yeah, well,
0: now I feel bad in a way that I've I've deprived you of one of your great uh, great pleasures. No,
1: no, you haven't deprived me of a pleasure. But but I, I think that I think that the thing is, I think I'm going to start picking every other book that we do, <laughs> or, or at least every okay. third book from my to-read pile because I I my to-read pile. I'm not getting through them and I'm also not giving them as much of a chance as I would normally because I don't have a so but that, that's to talk about after we get off this episode we, we, we have to pick another book this morning I think so that I can start reading it so sure all right
0: and uh, if you out there in listener land have a book that you think that I should read about monster fucking or any other subject that comes to mind
1: please God tell us please help us <laughs> please help me help Willow find a book please, that she will like
0: please write in to uh, Podcast at gmail.com
1: Exactly. Thank you so much. I've been Gene Amba. I'm Willow Payne. Keep stabbing.